Hello everyone and welcome to the NARSA weekly update for the week commencing Monday the 20th of September 2021. It's Gary here and I'm your host again for this week's edition as usual and I think like me you all likely had a wee bit of a topsy-turvy week with our team not really enjoying the best of fortunes in our two home games in both the Europa League and the Scottish Premier League as well as I mentioned last week. We do know that the team are just not close at all to our own high standards thus far, uh, collectively over the course of the season uh, thus far, but we're still top of the league. And, you know, there's obviously way more to come from this team and for the new signings too, which I think it's, it's probably fair to say that they haven't, none of them have really hit the heights or set the heather on fire, as we would say back home. So when we do turn the corner and start to get win after win and clean sheet, after clean sheet, if that comes with the wins, we'll basically storm the league again and it'll be another canter uh, towards the end. I'd just kind of like it to happen a wee bit sooner rather than later because this inconsistency is really way more frustrating and more stressful than it needs to be. You'll also have noticed that on the introduction for this week, it was a wee bit clunky. That's because our technical magic man, Chris Lovett, and his lovely fiancée Katie are away doing an Alaskan cruise this week. So we don't have any technical support to make this look and feel as slick as it normally does each week. So we'll just see how we do with it just being me on my own. And uh, hopefully it's not too junk. There won't be any outro. The the intro was there, but there won't be any outro at the very end. So at the end, it will just be goodbye and then click. So don't be waiting for that, uh, that music at the end either. And you won't see this week's on YouTube as a result of that because of the technical things that Chris does. I don't know how to do that. So um, it's just going to be through the regular podcast apps and on the website that we'll provide uh, on the link as well. On to the games that I just mentioned a wee bit ago there. The the first one was, of course, the 2-0 home defeat to Leon in our Europa, uh, Europa League opener. You know, over the course of the game, we did have a few good chances to score and their goalie pulled off a couple of good solid stops. But... As was the theme for the week, the the goals that we gave away were just kind of garbage, you know, and, and completely avoidable. To, to be really honest, we were pretty much second best, I thought, all over the pitch. And what was quite weirdly a, a flat atmosphere from us, I don't get to, to really see and feel it, of course, not being at the stadium. So you just have to use what stuff the microphones on the TV pick up. But even then, the, the crowd, I don't know, kind of flat, as I say. I know that we want to be in the Champions League, but we obviously weren't good enough and the Europa League isn't to be sniffed at in terms of prestige and financial revenue generation. So I don't know if it's just the fans kind of settling back into, you know, it's the fourth year we've been in Europe and, and doing well in Europe as well. And, and maybe a wee bit of the novelty has worn off now and, and it's more we're there in expectation. So if things don't go our way, then we're not going to be overly happy about that. Something like that, perhaps. But the first goal, I have to say, was an absolutely superb strike from, from the fella, but only after we allowed the right-footed player, who is bearing down the left-hand side, to turn onto his right foot and onto his right side, which is just a basic defensive error and the sort of mistake that you'll see being coached out of kids from a very, very young age. So I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what happened there or what that was all about, but kind of synonymous with, with some of the other bizarre goals that we've lost this season thus far. And the second goal... 
was just a comedy of, of errors at the back, culminating in a bit of a sclaffed clearance hitting off a tavernier and going in, you know, for for the own goal. Nothing he could do about that the way it was, but the, the build up there, it just wasn't good enough, you know. So, and then we huffed and puffed for the remainder of the game without having too too much to get as excited about. And most of the beers I spoke to afterwards kind of felt the same as I did, and that would, you know, acknowledge the fact that they were just better than us, and and will likely take points off of mostly everyone in the group. So I imagine we'll likely be scrapping to see who can get that elusive second spot. Um, you never know. Of course, it's it's only match day one, so who knows? But interestingly, Leon played away to to PSG Paris Saint Germain yesterday and lost two one to an injury time ninety third minute. Winner, so it gives you a bit of an idea of the quality that they have in their locker, and, and definitely not to be, not to be sniffed at in, in terms of the the result for us. The second game was the one with a very flat one one draw. Ibrooks again uh, against a bit of an informed Motherwell side uh, on a bit who are on a bit of a hot streak after having won three games on the bounce prior to the trip to Ibrooks uh, yesterday, but. We just put in another Jekyll and Hyde performance that saw us completely dominate the almost entire first half and, and a wee bit at the start of the second half and then just collectively lower our standards almost to the point of not showing up in in the second. Like, you know, most of for most of the second it's so bizarrely flat and uninspiring. Uh, I'm just I'm, I'm sure I wasn't alone in being a wee bit worried at half time only going in with the one goal lead and even that goal was was offside actually I didn't think it was at the beginning and then when we see the replays you could see that it was and of course if you've only got the one goal lead then you're going to run the risk of being pegged back and that's exactly what happened with another defensive flop show I think I think every one of our uh, back four had, had, a, had a part to play in the flop show for, for goals and eventually to poke the ball on, onto the opposition's toe the opposition player's toe and uh, you know, Barisic was just completely sleeping and, and uh, with those green boots on that he's sporting these days and they get the goal to ties at 1-1 and after that we just huffed and puffed and never really got out of that frustrating third gear that we seem to want to play in and think it's going to be enough to, to see out games when it's been proven obviously that it's not and even when we had the six minutes of injury time due to their ridiculous time wasting over the course of the whole game it still didn't seem to G us up and and give us the hunger, our motivation to go and grab the winner. I don't mind admitting that I had a bit of a dreadful feeling that we were going to shoot ourselves in the foot and lose a second goal. I really did uh, yesterday. So my main feeling at the end of the game was one of a wee bit of relief and gratitude to take the point and we'll just go and we'll live to fight another day. And as as the manager, Stephen Gerrard, said after the game, Motherwell must have thought they'd want to watch with the absolute battering they took, in, especially in that first half only. Um, to escape with what turned out to be a pretty comfortable point for them uh, towards the end of the game. He was also quite pointed about questioning the team's hunger and bravery to go and get the results that we want that brings us this this 56th title that we're looking for as well. So uh, he's said the words now, so it'll be interesting to see what sort of reaction that we get from from the players. Now, all of that said, we do sit proudly atop of of the league championship table in 13 points after... After six games, ideally we would have been a wee bit further away than just the one point from Hearts and Hibs. And especially with the mob from the East getting beat by Livingston, it's it's all looking good for us right now. So overall, I'm happy with, as I said, the extra gears yet to come from us when we see the Real Rangers. And I think then we just canter it from there once we really hit our stride. 
This week we are back in League Cup action on Wednesday at home to Livingston who are just fresh from the aforementioned victory over the East End crew and that's this coming Wednesday with a 2.45pm Eastern Standard Time kickoff. Now what we do with the League Cup games for NARSA clubs is they are opt-in and opt-out. Uh, opt you know, opt-in or opt-out. So if your club login is used, you will be charged as normal. If it's not, you won't. So just make sure that if anyone is using an account and it's not intended to be the club one, that you make sure they use their own personal account for that. Our second game this weekend is away to the newly promoted Dundee for our first visit to Dens Park in quite some time. I can't actually remember the last time we were there. And this one is a 10am Eastern Standard Time kickoff, which is a wee bit unusual with it being an away game to have a later kickoff. Usually we have the stupid o'clock early kickoff times for the away game, so I'm happy that that's not the case for this coming weekend. Our last, you'll remember, our last visit to Dundee was not a happy one with our defeat to Dundee United a few weeks back. So here's hoping we have better fortunes this time and put in a better performance and get three points without too, too much drama. On to RTV for this week. We did experience some challenges with logons prior to yesterday's game against Motherwell, which I kind of missed a wee bit because I had a bit of a, a bit of a lie-in before the game started because we can't go to the pub again here in Calgary because of another state of emergency that we've we've called for the province due to rising COVID cases. So and I, I imagine that some of this resulted in maybe some people missing the flag ceremony or certainly getting a wee bit stressed out that they were going to miss. The, the, the ceremony before it anyway. We did get a temporary link out to clubs in time for them to enjoy the game and I hope everyone that needed them did use them. But it was a wee bit frantic uh, for, for the uh, for Alan in particular as we were as we were gearing up for the game to get that organised for everyone. We're still working with our TV to find out actually what happened and, and we will update everyone when we know more. I feel like I say that quite a lot though and we don't really get a whole bunch of feedback from RTV these days so we just need to press them a wee bit and just make sure that whatever it was, it doesn't matter what it was. If they just let us know what it was and that it's going to be rectified for the future then that's absolutely fine by me. It's when we get the stony silence that we then don't know what happened and then we show up at the games with trepidation that it might happen again. So hopefully none of that. For the RTV survey, we are working through the analytics of the information that's been shared and and we also sent a reminder out today to chase up some of the delinquent clubs who have yet to respond and we will get pressing on them uh, this week and, and be in touch um, more directly so that we can then get the full picture for the full NARSA membership and then go to RTV and get around the table and, and negotiate what things look like from a costing perspective. Really, really important to do that. I know the admin stuff is boring, but it kind of helps us tick along and it helps our partner at RTV know and understand what they're going to be dealing with with us for the remainder of the season. So if you're listening to this and your club hasn't done it, please put a bit of pressure on and get it done. It literally takes minutes, not even five minutes. So um, hopefully you'll get a chance to get that done. For shout-outs for this week, I wanted to acknowledge our 40th show of weekly updates. Aye, today is number 40, so for 40 weeks I've sat here talking to myself and hoping that some folks are listening out there, and I have to say it's absolutely whizzed by, so thank you everyone for listening, and I am really looking forward to celebrating our 50th show, which I believe would be just before Christmas, I think, and then our 55th 
which will be coming up uh, sometime in January as well. It's nice to mark the milestones every now and again. And I just also wanted to mention some of the events planned for our member clubs that I've been doing over the last couple of weeks as well. Firstly, Toronto Number 1 have a charity race night this coming Saturday at 7.30, pie and beans served, and it's $10 per person. And then they have on November the 6th at 7 till 11, they have the two for the show show. And that is $15 per person. Any further information you need, you can contact me and I'll get you Norma Maxwell's details or go online to their Facebook and you'll get their information there. And secondly, Bramley have their Queen Do organised for the middle of October, October 16th at 7.30 and the cost is $25, which gets you into the concert and access to raffles, door prizes and other auctions that I'd mentioned before. And I believe the 50-50 draw is still ongoing just now as well. They're selling only 100 tickets for that. $20 per ticket, the winner gets $700, second and third prizes are $150 each. You can secure tickets for those by emailing Rangers 55 that's the number 55, at gmail.com and you can obviously get tickets for both of the club's events at the venues as well. For our convention update for this past week, the main update we have is on the travel front. We're a number of us Finally managed to get, a number is from the NASA executive, I should say, finally managed to get with Rosie from the Holiday and Flight Centre to talk through what the proposed next steps were going to be on the travel front. One of the biggest revelations was the fact that she goes by Rosie, because I had always called her Roseanne because that's what she told me her name was. And uh, But it's Roseanne, uh, she confessed, is her Sunday name, and that's when she's only trying to impress people, so I guess we're beyond that stage in our relationship now. And uh, it's Rosie, which actually feels like a better fit. And we did discuss uh, exploring the possibility of of things like chartering flights uh, for both Vegas and Toronto 2023 and further investigation on that is underway right now. Don't know if that's going to be a real thing, I, I kind of doubt it, but uh, you never know, that's the sort of things that we were talking about anyway and whether we get to that level of organisation we will see, but for now we're, we're going to be continuing conversations on the planning and more to follow next week on that. Roseanne had Rosie, sorry, had some takeaways that she was going to get back to us on and and should have that probably in our hands by tomorrow or midweek sometime and then we'll get a chance to chat as an executive and then and then see whether we're going to go ahead or not and, and then we'll let everyone know, of course, if that's the case. We also had a very interesting conversation with the lads from Toronto Midtown for 2023, specifically regarding the dates for the convention and when that would go ahead, which culminated in us, in us contacting the club to see when the season is planned to be finished, with the 2022 World Cup being in November, December in 2022, of course. We don't know exactly how long the season of 2022 to 23 is going to be extended, but we do know that it's going to be extended a wee bit. So that will materially impact the date of the convention. So the convention for 2023 is very likely to be around about mid-June. This also helps a wee bit as there are a couple of big events in and around the Toronto area during our regular time slot of the first weekend in June, which makes securing an appropriate hotel space all the more challenging. So all that to say, we'll know more about the timing around that in the next wee while. And I, I sincerely hope that no bears have made any travel arrangements yet and, and booked anything because you'll likely miss out by a couple of weeks the way that things are going. That was uh, the interesting part of the conversation was just, you know, we're struggling 
to, to find appropriate venues and then uh, Brian Campbell actually weighed in and said I think the World Cup's going to have an impact as well and kind of putting all the pieces together it was actually quite exciting conversation to, to talk about something kind of that practical so more to follow once we once we know a wee bit more we do know the type and style of hotel that we're going to try and go after in Toronto so it's important that we get what we need so that everybody that wants to be there can be there Another plug for our Convention Frequently Asked Questions document that's on the website. Please go check that out if you have any questions on the convention. For other business for this week, we have our first formal NARSA executive meeting tomorrow night with our new our new crew. And I'm looking forward to catching up with everyone and, and really getting going on our work that we have planned for this existing tenure that we find ourselves in. Normally, we would have met before now but for one reason or another we haven't quite managed to get together until now so it'll be regular business as usual and where we'll meet every two months after this part after this point going forward so more to follow on that tomorrow's agenda is quite staple where we'll have we'll do some introductions for the new folks and then we'll go into our finances go into rtv go into the convention planning go into any other business and then we'll get the folks away for the rest of the night so looking forward to that it's been it's been quite some time i think it was may was the last time that we got together for that some things i wanted to mention on the communication front for this past week it, and, and it does seem oddly quiet and uh, you know in and around the the club for from a from a communication vantage point so firstly rangers have signed up with yet another partner and this time it's uber eats now uber eats are all over the world as far as I can tell. So I think this particular update, or certainly the one that I read on the website today, is primarily for UK listeners only. But I will try to clarify that with the club on the off chance that we could also take advantage of this over here in North America. Rangers Commercial Marketing Director James Bisgrove said, this is another excellent partnership for the club and it is tremendous for us to be associated with another brand of such repute. It is fantastic our supporters will be able to benefit directly too from this partnership with exclusive discounts and we look forward to working closely with Uber Eats in the coming season. So there are details on the article and I'll put the article in the, the blurb for this uh, for, for this pod tonight. And on the article, you get access to a discount of £10 off your first three orders by using Jers Eats as the code, all capitals, G-E-R-S-E-A-T-S. When I first read it, I was thinking Jerseats. Okay, Jerseats, I guess that's a thing, but Jerseats makes a wee bit more sense in terms of the partnership. So that's what it is. So yeah, something good and something tangible for people that like to use that type and style of service. I did want to uh, to briefly walk you through my own personal experiences with with my gels uh, to give you an idea of how everything all unfolded for me and for any uh, regular listeners out there you might remember I provided a bit of an overview when I was going through to try and order the the my gels memberships for myself and Leo with some of the challenges that I faced when trying to sign us up um, because we hadn't registered ourselves as a family package or, or something like that the way the way that it worked out and, and that was back at the end of July time frame mid mid to late July and Leo is in the global True Gers membership bracket, which is for ages 12 to 15 for people that live overseas. And our stuff, so we ordered both on the same day and our stuff arrived separately. Firstly, Leo got his, I think it was a couple of weeks back and, you know, he basically received a bunch of Rangers tat in a 
bubble-packed envelope and it, it looks like, a, I think it's like an oversized iPad case, a folded-up poster, his membership card, which is nice, and a kind of phone holder thing that props up your phone if you're sitting at a desk or a table or something like that and some stickers or tattoos or, or whatever they are. I have to say I was pretty underwhelmed by both the presentation and content and actually the quality of the content for the stuff that was sent over for Leo and so was he, so much so that he hasn't used any of the stuff and um, it's all just kind of still, I'm actually looking over and um, it's still sitting over there on the on the worktop and then today I went to check the post and my stuff arrived and one of the most beautiful Rangers boxes and inside it had two badges and a coin perfectly set in quality foam packaging set inside the box with a photograph of Stephen Gerrard with a trophy and a lovely book that chronicles significant moments in our history up to and including 55, a superb drinks coaster and my membership card. All of this wonderfully laid out and really, really good quality. I have to say, quite the difference from what Leo received and not quite the difference in a good way. You know, I get that there are consumers out there that will basically just take anything Rangers and use it with pride and I'm just not one of those and I don't think Leo is either. And at some point I will reach out to the club with my feedback and the feedback will be this. 10 out of 10 on the global adult membership package, which is mine. I think I think it's absolutely wonderful. I really love it. 2 out of 10 for, for the global true jails. You know, honestly... I'd rather they didn't send anything for Leo and just thanked us for the donation rather than, than what was sent. And I know it sounds a little bit negative and a little bit selfish and whiny, but the the difference is startling, I have to say. And and if they're trying to impress fans of the future, I think they have a ways to go in, in that area for content for the kids of Leo's age anyway. Anywho... I wanted to thank everyone who entered their competition for the tickets for the manager's dinner that was that are, that is going that was. <laughs> Here's me with my DeLorean just doing a bit of time travel. No, that is being held on March the 3rd or 4th, 2022. We had an amazing response for this particular competition with over 440 entrants across the three platforms of Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We did it all online. Uh, are all on social media, I should say, and, and that's an incredible response uh, for us. Most got the answers correct. Leo just dropped something in the background there. Most folks got the answers correct, and a small number provided the non-answers or incorrect answers or joke answers as well. But the correct answer to the question of how many senior international caps do all four managers have between them, all four managers being, of course, Graham Souness, Walter Smith, Alex McLeish and Dick Advocate. The answer was 131. So we have a handful of entrants for the NordVPN competition to get a free membership of NordVPN. And we have over 400 for an evening with the legendary managers. I can see what the fans are most interested in and that's a good thing. So the competition winner of the two tickets was conducted via random generator earlier today. And I'm very happy to announce the winner, drum roll, is Sam Fisher, who entered the competition via Facebook. So congratulations to Sam, and we will be in touch to get your details and get the tickets on the way to you, my friend. My apologies, I don't know if Sam is a guy or a lassie, but I'm sure that he or she will be absolutely delighted to know that they have access to two tickets. So that worked out very, very well, and I'm glad to say that this will be the first of hopefully many competitions that Five Star are going to help facilitate with us with some of their 
very cool one of a kind prizes that they have access to with the players and staff in their stable so that is it for this week my friends as I say every single time we get to the spot each week thank you very very much for taking the time to listen and please do share it with anyone you think might enjoy it and until this time next week take care of yourself all the very best here's to two better results this week for our wonderful team and I'll chat to you next week take care bye bye